strange mix of people. Yeah. Um, I, I've realized this, you know, the second we decided to do it. Uh, ready to go? Yes. Okay. Taib, Riyadh, welcome. It's very good to have you. Uh, I think you are officially the most popular man in IC. <laughs> yes, I, I just, every person we've spoken to about you has had nothing but good things to say. So is there something specific you're doing? Is there any? I'm jealous, to be honest, it's my insecurity. <laughs> and I want to know why so many people really, really remember you and love you and, and respect you. Hmm. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I think there's only one, one answer, really. Uh, um, it's love, as mm. simple as that. Mm. It's love and being there for every single person, no matter what. Mm. I, I would agree with that. That's a, that's a good answer. Yeah. 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 I would say, like, as a student, and I see, and especially during the high school years, just from my perspective at least, you know, I've had lots of teachers, even after graduating, you know, being in university and masters, but you were the only teacher I felt that, as you said, you listened, you loved, regardless of the students' credentials or the students' background, and you were always there to listen to the students' problems. You were always there as a father figure or an older brother figure, putting your arm around the students when they needed most, and you would actually provide feedback and, like, motivational comments or just even whatever we want to talk to you about you're always there even if you're busy you try to find the time and I think that's what really resonated with most of the students in my opinion at least I'm uh, <laughs> what do we say anyways no comment right. so you handle comments a bit <laughs> sorry you handle flattery a bit uh, yeah I, I uh, moving on then we won't compliment I'm humbled really I'm humbled yeah. we'll, we'll try I'm, to keep co limit the compliments yeah. us, I, I, I think I'm uh, humbled by that I'm humbled I remember when I first told him, yeah, like I recommended you and I was telling Rayan about you. Every time he'd ask an IC student, oh yeah, we might, like, Riyadh Shiraz can be just, Riyadh Shiraz, oh my god, amazing. Yeah, and it was such like, a positive reaction. Yeah, really, I, I promise you, I can't even explain it, but I think my insecurity, it starts to be like, well, you know, I have people in ACS that like me as well. <laughs> like, it started to do. But do you remember these guys well uh, growing up when they, they were there? Of course. Troublemakers or? No. No, good kids? No. I remember, I don't know. They lived their uh, age. <laughs> they lived their age, okay. It's a very uh, political answer. <laughs> we were, I always remember since we were in school, also in theater class, because we became very close to you in theater class, you had this very good ability of analyzing students very well in terms of like their behavior. And I remember you said like during recess, you observe everyone without us knowing. And I remember you psychoanalyzed me in front of the entire class. Oh my God. <laughs> that was the first time somebody did something like that. And everybody, he, like, in my head, he got me spot on. Like, he said things about me that I didn't even know at the time. And then the some of my classmates started laughing. So then he psychoanalyzed them. I always say that theater is always about observation, actually. Yeah. The more you observe, the more you learn. Mm -hmm. And the more you learn from your observations, the more you'll be able, actually, to perform different mm. characters, complex characters, etc. So mm. it's all about observation, really, and uh, learning, learning from others, of course, without invading their privacy and without uh, being judgmental about them. I, I just have this image of you in recess looking at Tari and <laughs> psychoanalyzing him with a pencil and paper. And <laughs> your, your hand is shaking out of here. Um, but do, do you notice a difference between our generation growing up and the generation now, essentially between us as millennials versus the Gen Z, that's like the last I see promo that graduated or the ones you know, that graduated. The only difference I, I think is uh, the tools that you have. Mm. Now they're different. Mm. Yeah, mm. in the past, let, let me give you an example about a simple research. If you wanted to do a research in the past, mm. of course you could serve the internet, etc. Uh, but uh, things weren't that accessible. Mm. So uh, reading, getting books, actually reading more books was more. Uh, the trend back then, but now everything is available for you and uh, uh, everything is going at a faster rate mm. and you need to be always up to date uh, even as, as a teacher, as a grown-up, as, grown as, a, as a student, so you need to be up to date with the technology, with everything that's happening around you, so, uh, and things are changing, you know, and sometimes what's unfortunate is sometimes social media dictates on you mm. Uh, the path that you need to take or what or your thoughts or your even you know, it, it influences your point of view so yeah. this is the mm -hmm. problem sometimes mm -hmm. and it's fast 
and it can destroy anyone, uh, reputations, etc. Mm. So we became, I think, I think most students became more attached to their phones yeah. now, and they are their best friends. That and was what I was going to say about like students now, maybe, as I said, because of social media, the face-to-face -face communication has become less prevalent among students now. Do yeah, that's the case? yeah, it is the case because you see many people spending so much of their time actually watching a series on Netflix or uh, now the trend is TikTok. So basically, yeah, uh, yeah doing videos, <laughs> etc., or on their Instagram or stories. So and even uh, many of them there, uh, and you invade other people' privacy. So mm. it's becoming, I don't know, you know. Sometimes I, I speak with my students, I talk to them about romance and how, how it's like to be romantic, actually. <laughs> I always tell them, please write, write mm. for your loved ones mm. instead of s sending uh, hearts and emojis, etc. Learn how to compose uh, poetry for those yeah. people, for those whom you love, etc. It's becoming different, uh, everything is faster. And I, I think we need to slow down a little yeah. bit. We need to slow down. We, we do, do need to, to slow down. I th we have a problem with the deep thinking. Mm. Uh, you know, what's happening is fast. Yeah, so fast yeah. right now. We need to take a time just to like, so not even just like slow down, just sometimes to conceptualize everything that's going on yeah. around you. And uh, as you said, writing, even if not like for anybody, just creative writing by yourself or writing down your experiences in a book mm. in the form of like a diary. As cringy as that sounds, I feel that's very good for somebody to reflect on his thoughts and what he's been through. I started doing that like two years ago, and it really makes you learn so much about yourselves and your surroundings. Yeah, plus you, you know, you know, you feel that that this generation is also under a lot of stress and pressure because of all the messages that you're receiving, mm. everything you see on WhatsApp, on social media, and uh, suddenly you feel agitated and mm. oh my god what's going to happen now yeah. and all probably most of them are fake news and you build your opinion on the fake news and then you judge people in a way so you have to find a solution for that i think the only solution is for us to slow down to read to understand more about our history in order to be able to go for, go for the future yeah. and within schools can you because you, you touched on the anxiety there and i felt terrible anxiety and I think social media obviously is a, is a huge player in that. Within a school can you, I don't know, what reforms can you do? Can you limit the amount of social media being used? Can you, can you contain it? I mean, I'm not it, sure what it, you can It's do. a two-edged sword actually because you need social media, something. you need actually the internet, you need, to, you need all the tools that you have in order to, uh, to do your own research, in order to learn more about things in the world, in order to understand things. But the issue is that we spend so much time on you know, wasting time, actually, yeah. wasting yeah. precious time yeah. on yeah. Uh, the tools yeah. that are not that yeah. important for you, Sometimes for your education or for, you. for the sake of you. So, of course, as a school, there is always, well, you know, we always um, do awareness sessions about that, and uh, phones are limited, you, know, you can't use your phone in class, etc. But sometimes you, we need to use. We need them. We need our students to use their phones in class because we're probably we're having a certain research. Or now, especially now, because it actually it proved to be very important, especially in the online classes. Students the using online. their phones in class. No, wait. Now that because no. I remember in my time, like stood like if you were caught with your phone in class or using your phone in class. No, they can't. Do you don't take it. These yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. No, and they are. They're still so. strict, but sometimes. You allow students to use them if you need them to research something that's in a class. Good step. That's a good step. And uh, of course, you have yeah. also softwares that mm -hmm. require yeah. the yeah. use of phones, etc., mm -hmm. in order to do, a, let's say, an exam or an formative assessment, etc. I don't. Do you think, somebody? like, because I remember when I was in school, especially when you were in high school, uh, you know how it is between students, there's a lot of drama going on, like in their own social lives, and a lot of anxiety might build up, or certain students might get depressed without the, them even knowing they're depressed because of their friends. Do you think that like social media, especially now, has added on to that like mental anxiety amongst of social course. groups and friends? Of course, especially school, even sometimes bullying occurs yeah. using social media. This is very, very dangerous. Mm. A lot. Of course, we have zero tolerance about that, and I think most of the education systems in the world, mm -hmm. they have zero tolerance about that. But the issue is, 
you can control things when they are school related, but you can't control things that are outside school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, this is happening all over the world. Uh, this is one of the main problems that we face usually. And I'm not talking about um, Lebanon, I'm not talking about the whole world in general. Global, and the yeah, stories yeah. that you hear or that you read uh, in the news are alarming. And going back to things that within the school you can control, I grew up with a lot of people who struggled at school, who had learning difficulties, who had ADHD, dif- different types of things that limit your learning capability. Eh? Some of them were not dealt with the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in some cases, you do need to treat certain students as special cases and, and differentiate and adapt to them. And I kind of saw teachers and people in general handling them in the wrong way and till today it's affected them so what I wanted to ask you was how would you deal with these kids who have certain learning difficulties ADHD even struggling in class to get good grades well, what's good is always to have one of the main things is to have a support system and a support team mm. um, it's very important to have counselors around you uh, because they can provide you with the right tools to be able to deal with some students and to have, uh, of course, a support system, a uh, special uh, need uh, group of te- actually the teachers, special need teachers, etc. I think it's very important. Uh, don't forget that it's something new for yeah. us and uh, it was dealt with a different way uh, in Europe and in the States. So now uh, in Lebanon, is, it is progressing and uh, it's getting better every single day. Uh, so I think we need to be equipped mm. as teachers, mm. all teachers they need to mm. be equipped uh, with the right tools and this happens through a variety of workshops, a variety of uh, seminars and uh, things are getting better I think mm. but okay. talking, let's talk about I'm going to talk especially about drama teachers and film or music or mm. dance etc it is engraved in their system you know, uh, to be able to deal with such things, especially with through the exercises that we do, and and uh, in our case, the acting exercises, they help a lot. They help a lot, and mm. especially people who have ADHD or people who have even emotional problems, uh, to let go and to know how to concentrate better in class, uh, to use some of the exercises, how to breathe uh, mm. well, how oh, to, you know. In our case, at least, I'm talking about drama in general, and I, I think we're very close to students and we have the right tools to be able to deal with things. Mm. But still, it's not enough. Uh, it's very important for every teacher uh, to attend workshops, to uh, take part in seminars, etc., so that they can deal with all the problems that they might face. And sometimes, you know what's the problem? that parents, they tend to hide things because yeah. unfortunately in Lebanon it's still a taboo to be... Sickness is a taboo. I don't know why. I think... In what sense do you mean hide things? Like, um, we to tend be to less hide, than perfect. To oh, be less yeah, than perfect. We tend to hide bad. things because, because we're... They're insecure unfortunately, about saying Yeah, because many people are judgmental about it. So if, if you say that I'm, I have a mental sickness, oh my God, mm. this is a crazy person, that mm. he should be in a different... Mm. which is not the case mm-hmm. and and even till now some people they yeah. don't say cancer yeah. they say headache uh, marad you know that that that's yeah sometimes you have many people they they tend not to say the real thing and as if that person if he's sick then that person is uh, should be excluded yeah. from mm-hmm. of course you have different mentalities i'm not saying everyone's like that but uh, so i think Parents need to be uh, more relaxed about it. Uh, children need to be more relaxed about it. Teachers, the whole community, yeah. so that we'll be able to deal with the case together mm-hmm. and try to find solution for, so, solutions for it. And it's not a big deal, you know. And no, I don't think that uh, anyone is perfect. I think that goes health-wise or even mental. We have so many problems that sometimes we face. Sometimes you have, and if we say that someone has ADHD. Is it different from someone who uh, is paranoid about some some sort of thing, etc.? 
if someone is uh, always afraid or someone has low self-esteem, and it's the same thing. Mm, yeah, I think that ties back into like society, society in general as a whole, like Lebanese society. Certain people, there is always not everybody, but there are some people that really care about that image, that image that they have in society and their social status and how they're viewed as by everybody. So that in itself creates a lot of insecurities. And because people have a lot of insecurities, sometimes they don't even know that they have these insecurities. They'd want to hide matters like, oh, my son or my daughter or my relative has a certain sickness, be it mental or physical, and they're afraid that they may be looked down upon because of these yeah. things, that people will talk about it in a negative light. So as you said, it should be, it should be like a joint effort from parents, students, and teachers all working and together. And the society as well, because yeah. you, we have a problem with integrating people mm. in society. Mm. So even people with, and you rarely see people working in places when they yeah. have Down syndrome. Now yeah. it's getting better and I have a huge respect, but this is the right thing to, mm. you know, this is what mm. should be done. Mm. You know, to see places where you have people who uh, are probably have Down syndrome or they, ha- they are physically challenged or mentally yeah. challenged working in places and integrated there because they're like us. There's no, no difference at all. Yeah. We're all human and yeah. we all have our weaknesses and differences, etc. So, but we need to deal with them in, in the best in possible way. Yeah. Uh, it, this should be, you know, we need our society to change, yeah. to yeah. be more receptive. Things. That's true. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You know, there's, I think you would agree with me on this, that most of the people that have these kinds of more mental disabilities, social disabilities, or even stuff like Down syndrome, you know, and these people tend to be like so artistic. Yeah. Mm. They were unbelievable artistic mm. talent or like mm. intellect, intellect in a sort yeah. of way that yeah. is that you will not get mm. from anyone else, yeah. you know, it comes yeah. only from them. Yeah. And it's unbelievable, you know. I think it's part of like the development of mm. the art. It reciprocates through other forms. It does yeah. do that. Mm. No? Yeah, it's kind of balances out. What's missing in one sense is made up for. They always say some I'm not sure who said it, but if you want to really um, know if a country is good and healthy, look at its art. Mm. If the art mm. is good and healthy, then the country is healthy. Mm. And uh, I'm not talking about artists. You know, we have excellent artists. Yes, I but agree. for our society, our first option is not actually taking part in an in art form or uh, an art performance, etc. It's totally different. And if yeah. you, <laughs> I always say that to my students. If you want to go out, your first option would be eating, mm-hmm. clubbing, yeah. uh, going to a cafe, etc. Theater, movies, they come probably in the eight, nine. Mm, the yeah, yeah. Exactly. So once we reach that state where this will be on top of our list mm. to go to a museum to go. Then mm. I think our country will be. Yeah. As, as, culture, as the culture grows and strengthens, then the country itself is probably. Yeah, because, you know, um, I think because the arts, they do, you know, it's for the soul. For the soul. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and once, yeah. once, once you're really engulfed in the arts, then you will learn how to be more tolerant. Yeah. Accepting, accepting, true. Accepting other people's opinion. So, and this will make probably our country better. Accepting e- each other. I can even imagine, like for instance, hypothetically speaking, if I were to, if it was like, let's say, world pre-corona, and it was a Friday, Friday after, late Friday afternoon, and my friends want to go to a bar or to a restaurant, and they're like, Tari, what are you doing? And if I were to tell them, oh, I'm going to a museum. This is in Lebanon. Or I'm going to a museum. I'm going to theater. I could so easily imagine like their reaction. Oh, خيي, شو هلا عايشة بدك تروح محامل حالك فلسف or I don't know what. لا لا هيك شو هي قالوا لك شو ميوزيم خيي شو بدك تطلع حجر ثاني. So when I don't come out, just you need to treat me like that. <laughs> when I'm in my room and you're telling me that to go out tonight and I say no no no, that we need to be tolerant and because I I just I I like to stay at home in my room literally by myself. Thought is a social butterfly, and I always get calls saying oh you're a caveman you never come out you never do anything. So, خلاص, from now on, I'm going to tell you I'm going to a museum <laughs> or an art show. But to be fair, I barely be like you're a cave. Other individuals are the ones. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's I respect true. your own privacy. That's true. Tala, I wanted to discuss going from 
you went, and correct me if I'm wrong, you studied biology and then made the switch to drama. I actually, yeah, I finished biology. Finished biology. Yeah. Okay. Those are two very, very different things. Yeah. How did that, how did that happen? And if I can add to it, when did you like really start discovering your passion towards oh, like... Oh my God. <laughs> no, 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 don't forget that uh, actually we came from a generation where uh, we really had a chance to um, experiment with clubs and activities mm. in our mm. schools. Uh, it was war the whole time. So when I graduated, um, I loved biology. Actually, I still love biology mm. till now. Mm-hmm. So my plan was to study biology and uh, then study medical lab. I was very interested in the lab work. Dr. Shirazi. <laughs> yeah. So what happened is, uh, before actually joining the university, before joining the EU, uh, my brother was there and he was doing a business computer major. So they needed, he wa- one of his courses was uh, technical stagecraft. So they needed shifters in one of the plays. Mm-hmm. So I went there and helped as a shifter. You know, you carry all the set, etc. during blackout and you give a signal to the light designer or light operator. So uh, this was my first encounter with theater. When I was young, when I was younger, actually, I always used to sing and uh, mm. I remember Perform. me and my brother. I never knew you sang. No, no. Can we hear something? <laughs> Uh, we used to watch uh, Vigis and Abba, etc. Mm-hmm. So I used to make a piano from the Lego, mm-hmm. and my brother used to make the drums from the cushions. <laughs> so and we used to spend hours listening to the Vigis. It was black and, black and white, you know, the mm-hmm. DVDs. So we used to wait uh, for their concert and play with them <laughs> and to imagine ourselves in their shoes. Anyways, so it was there already. Mm. When I uh, then I joined LEU after this experience. Nothing, nothing happened like then. But I'm telling you this because, hello, I will let you know why. Anyways, <laughs> but just remember that piece of information. Oh, okay. so, uh, in '92, uh, we used to sit in the biology and Sage Hall uh, at the EU, and uh, we used to imitate teachers, etc., do some stuff. So one of the girlfriend of my friend mm-hmm. in biology, uh, she told me, "Would you be interested to act in a play?" I looked at her and it was summer. <laughs> well, Why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so it was uh, her graduation uh, project. It was Miss Julie by August Strindberg. Mm-hmm. It was in English. Originally, I'm, I'm French educated, mm-hmm. so, but you know, joining LAU after two years, you know, acting in English. I went, I rehearsed. It was a very pleasant experience. And on the day of the performance, you have three characters, Miss Julie. Jean, Julie, and Christine. I was acting Jean. And Miss Julie, I had a scene with her. And she forgot her lines. She left the stage, and I was alone. That was improvise. It was my first First every time. And I had to improvise. Okay. No way. And, uh, you know, the teacher was watching. uh, 350 people were there. So I had to, you know, maintain my composure, etc. And I started improvising waiting for her to come back. She came back, we continued the play, and everything went well. And sometimes I go back to that particular moment. If I didn't improvise, then probably I wouldn't be here with you. Well, yeah. well, True, when you look at it in that perspective, well, I would have passed up. I'm letting you know. I, I can't imagine how you did it, because so, I remember. Yeah, but uh, then this was the play on 92. Then I stopped for uh, a whole year the 92-93 the, the year. You went back to biology, you were continuing your studies. Yeah, but yeah. amazingly enough, in 93, in summer 93, I acted in another play, mm-hmm. and then I acted in eight other plays in the, my last year in biology. And one of them, I played the main character in the same play that I was a shifter mm. before, <laughs> the same script, you know. Like it was work. as if it was meant to be, I mm. don't know. So... Um, but I still remember something very important because in the first play I acted the main role, the second play I acted the main role, and the third one I said to myself, I read a quote by Stanislavski saying that there are no big roles or small roles, there are big actors and small actors. So I said to myself, in order to test really my talent and to understand if I'm really made for that, I acted 
in a play uh, took a small role. And amazingly enough, this was the first time they wrote an article about me in the newspaper really? about really? this small role. So this is when I realized that what's happening is more than... Mm. Um, you had the right approach. So sorry to, sorry to interrupt you, but going back to Stanislavski, ever since I moved to the UK, I've met a lot of Russian friends. I made a lot of Russian friends. And every single time I start off by saying, I did theater and my teacher was in love with Stanislavski and the Moscow Art Theater. And I tell them about Stanislavski and they all look at me. They're so impressed. Like, we, we, even, like, we don't even know a lot about Stanislavski. How do you know all about this? And credit to you. So I always remember Stanislavski. Huh, amazing. So this is what happened, actually. Then when I finished, when I graduated with a BS in biology, I had two options, either to go back and study theater or to move to El-Yushbel and study pharmacy. I followed my heart. Pharmacy, I'm My passion. That's why we got you here. We need prescriptions. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they are related, amazingly enough. You really, I was able to understand my body more because I studied biology before. Mm. How to breathe, how to understand your muscles, how to... It's really amazing. Because I studied physics, I understood, mm. and chemistry, I understood lighting and makeup in a mm. different way. Okay. So it was very useful to me. And uh, the way, it, because biology is more systematic, uh, yeah. you mm. know, you need the, the way it is yeah. in life. And they are both demanding, mm. demanding majors, mm. but in a different way. Yeah. And that combination of being scientific and artistic at the same time is the best combination ever. You touched on how to breathe, and I think that's... that's I, I underestimated that my whole life, because I, I mean, I, I breathe like a warthog, so it's like... <laughs> and I also have very bad anxiety, and I think I can now see... I'm starting to understand why the two might be correlated with each other. So I think even something small when it comes to learning how to breathe is, is crucial. And you're saying did that understanding come more with theater? This yeah, of, uh, breathing exercises, they are also used in yoga and other yeah, things. Meditation. But, but usually in theater, it's very important for you to know how to, how to breathe so that you'll be able to project when you use your voice at the same time, not to allow tension to crawl into your body. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that you breathe. From like, we don't breathe from our stomach, mm -hmm. theoretically, we yeah. use our lungs. <laughs> but this helps your diaphragm to be yeah. more uh, trained at the same time, even I used to tell my students, even when you have an exam, it's yeah. about breathing. Because once you lose that control over your breath, then this is when you become more stressed and yeah. anxious. True. Uh, Centralizes your thoughts if you're able to breathe. So and even, mm -hmm. even when you're, uh, you don't panic anymore, you'll yeah, be able true. to really think before doing stuff. And this is how I, you know, I studied theater at LDU. Um, this, my second play actually took part in uh, the Casablanca Festival. Mm -hmm. And we won the first prize back then. Nice. Then I went back and started the professional work. I acted with so many excellent directors. I did some, I acted in two movies. And I don't even remember the plays. It's, it's a huge number. Mm -hmm. And in two series, one of them is still actually, they're still playing it every single year because it's related to Ramadan. So they put it always ah, in so Ramadan. Yeah, so yeah. And I always look at myself. This was a long time ago, in 2000, you know? It's, I'm it's very strange watching yourself. I'm so anyways, years ago. Uh, but then I joined IC. Uh, I worked at LEU first, and then I joined IC in 99. I worked first as the club advisor, and uh, then I became the activity scorer and other stuff, going up the ladder bit by bit. But the issue is that uh, what, what's interesting about uh, IC, why it is a very, an excellent school, and I, I love IC though, no need to say that, mm -hmm. is that they encourage all the new initiatives. Mm -hmm. I still remember that they didn't have drama in the curriculum. They had it only in IB and in the French baccalaureate. Mm -hmm. And I used to always present uh, like a sort of proposal to have a drama class mm -hmm. for all the students. And uh, they always remembered that once we had the opportunity, they gave us this opportunity. So we introduced drama in the curriculum from grade six till grade 12. And uh, this is the support that you get. This is very important when you are in an institution that mm -hmm. encourages initiatives, that supports them. This is very important for you to grow. And that's what's really interesting about our school is uh, even for students and teachers and everyone else that it works on, uh, you know, um, it provides you with opportunities for students and teachers through the clubs. Mm -hmm. You have so many opportunities through the athletic 
department. So through all the other stuff that you have, the different programs, that combination of different programs, not having friends from different yeah. programs, yeah. exchanging yeah. the knowledge, yeah. it's very important. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to be able to um, introduce drama yeah. in the curriculum and to have a very, very successful program. When were you, when, which year did you introduce Actually, it? Actually, it was introduced fully for the whole yeah. school from grade six on in 2019. Uh, sorry, 2009. 2009, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you mind me asking, so you, you made the switch, was it the 80s or 90s? Well, 90s. Or 90s. Uh, when I made the switch. In, From biology to... Uh, I graduated in 94, 94 biology, okay, and yeah. then 97, theater. Okay. So I, the two undergraduates. Two undergraduates. Yeah. I, yeah. I know how Lebanese families are, generally the traditional Lebanese yeah. family. And I, I know the, the notion of there's this kind of stereotypical thing where they would say, oh, my son is a lawyer. Oh, my son is becoming a doctor. If you don't mind me asking, how was that switch on your family how, how, when you decided to go from something that was quite revered and respected in biology and to try something new that you were really passionate about? No, they, were, they, they were very supportive, to tell you honestly. Okay. Especially that it was even the way it was introduced, don't, I, mean, I acted in when I was in biology, mm -hmm. when I was a biology major. So it was introduced to them bit by bit, but they were very supportive anyways. Yeah. From the beginning, uh, I don't remember that my family imposed anything on us mm. in terms of majors or what to study. It was our choice. My choice mm. was to join biology. Yeah. And then I realized that maybe, like theater, unfortunately, both of them, back then they didn't have yeah, the future the that it, now it's different. Mm -hmm. uh, even when I taught students, very few of them at the beginning were considering theater or film as a major. Mm. And then, but now it's different. Now every single year you have at least one or two people who are majoring in theater yeah. or film, that's which is big which progress. Is, from which the, is big yeah. progress. That's great. But do you think that's a big, like, not necessarily a problem, but still a challenge that this country faces in general? People uh, want to like experiment with their creative with their creative side feel pressured because they don't want to embarrass themselves in front of their families or even don't even have the courage to go in front of their families. I think it's the fear that yeah. parents have because the opportunities are not mm. that great when mm. it comes to theater in particular. Yeah. It's better when you work with movies or the TV industry. It's mm -hmm. better because you can do advertising, etc. Yeah. The issue is with theater is different because we are not, you know, we're... Uh, six million people, six and a half million yeah. people in Lebanon. So yeah. we don't have enough theaters and it's not the, pri it's not, as we said before, it's not a priority for people mm. to go and watch plays. Mm. It's, and it's only one way to consume plays. Go watch the play. Mm. You know, mm. movies, you can go to the cinema, Netflix, Netflix YouTube, illegal streaming, all of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's True. different. So because I went to England mm. and I went to Moscow. And I saw the difference. In Moscow, you have around 120 theaters and they all full house every single day because oh, wow. people, they go there. You know, they go to, it's, 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 if you want to, uh, you know, impress someone or if you want to mm. take someone on a date, you go and theater. theater. Okay. It's very well respected. It's same, the same in, in England. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, and this is something very important for them to do. Uh, and in our country, it's different, and you don't have enough opportunities. This is why sometimes you have, you see parents opposing their mm -hmm. children when they want to do something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we need to fight our fight, and we need to keep on believing that things are going to change. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think they're changing. Yeah. Even many students are not considering biology and engineering or medicine as their first choice anymore. Mm -hmm. You have new majors now related more to social media, related yeah, more online, to yeah. Yeah. to design, creative. creative. But still, I think that eventually the arts will gain their importance again. Will will go back to their original place as you know, on the top mm. of the pyramid. Mm. Hopefully, I think we're all crossing our fingers for that. I wanted to speak to you a bit about the the Lebanese film industry in general, and I, I know we've all had this discussion, there's, and how do I uh, make this politi politically correct, there's a lot of very tacky shit getting funded and finding the right distribution. 
I'm not going to go and name names, but oh, I've not. seen some things, and I admit my Arabic's off and everything, but even with subtitles, and it's really bad. Virgin, no. Just, Virgin. I mean, kind of these overhyped plots and just these very generic, cheesy, corny mm. writing, and but these find their way to Netflix, they find their way to the big networks. Of course, you have people like Nadine Labaki and uh, is it Ziad? Uh, Ziad, Ziad exactly, did West Beirut, who do amazing movies. But yeah. I feel like what I see most being distributed is quite tacky stuff. Very basic. I think it's, is it? I think it's the same all over the mm. world, even if you look at it. Yeah, and you have the Broadway mm. shows and off-Broadway shows. Mm. You have the Hollywood movies, and you have the more experimental, independent, independent kind of, ones. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not, and sometimes they are not funded like the Hollywood movies. Mm. So it's, I think it's, it's the same thing. It's what's what you can sell. Yeah. Mm. And in our region, they prefer to watch things that are, you know, the comedy, the yeah. melodrama. Mm. It's, it's something within the community. So True. they prefer that. And no, if you do something, I, I still remember when we used to do a tragic play. We used to, you know, they used to blame blame us. Why do you need us to cry? <laughs> Even though it's very serious, it's very. You have the themes there. No, we want something that light. We need, we need to laugh. Yeah. We have yeah. so many problems. This is always the case. Enough. You said it. We have so many problems. Maybe that's it. Maybe somebody just needs to. So they prefer comedy, the but yeah, but you know, even in Russia, you have problems. You have poverty there, etc. But still, they appreciate Shakespeare. They go there and they stay for three hours to watch, four hours to watch mm, Shakespeare, mm, mm. to watch Chekhov, etc. It's I think it's a mentality they need to change, but you can't change it immediately. Our mm. problem in theater or even in independent movies is that sometimes we do something that is extremely artistic to an extent that not so many people understand. understand that, yeah. So we need to take baby steps. You know, what you need to do is actually to. It's like when you raise a child. Mm. You can't raise a child when you're standing. If your child, if you want to teach your child how to walk, actually you need to go down and to the level of your child and teach him how to walk. And then together you will go, you know, you will climb the ladder yeah. until you reach what you need to reach. In our case, we don't have, how do, how do you call it? In other places, you have people who experimented mm, with People who are daring. People who created who are, a foundation. Yeah. Yeah. We have a foundation, but this foundation, the issue is that... Nobody it wants is, to it is, um, other stuff, it's, uh, How do you say? It's not sturdy, you know? Mm. 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 Yeah, because every four years, five years, you have probably 20 productions, and yeah. then we sleep for five years because people won't go to the theater or we have mm. problems. And, it's directly affected by... It's not consistent. It's directly affected yeah. by economy, yeah. by the economical yeah. problem. I you don't have funds. This is what we miss, yeah. basically. And if you have funds, like you said, it's it goes to a more commercial yeah. stuff. Yeah. They don't invest in, yeah. you know, the more uh, dense mm. uh, themes, etc. I remember you, you took us, when we were in theater, to watch, a, which is one of the best plays I watched. It was, in, I think, in Monor Shafit. It's called Urba al That play, like... For instance, in my opinion, a play like that, they sh people in Lebanon should start experimenting more with when, they, when it comes to theater with plays along that line. Like in this case, uh, even Nawab and uh, That was beautiful. I really enjoyed it. It was. It was. So, but, you, know, you have more people coming to watch mm, yeah. this place. But the yeah. issue is, our theaters, they can, the ones like Mono, like uh, Medina, mm -hmm. they can maximum accommodate 400 people. Yeah. It's so small. It's so small. Yeah. So even if you and you usually perform not more than two or three months max, mm -hmm. and then you will uh, you won't have anyone attending anymore, yeah. or even you can't afford to reserve the theater for that long period of time because you need to pay every single. Mm -hmm. It's different. It needs to be subsidized by the yeah. government to for for it to to, to succeed. Good it's luck like with that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Tunisia. In, in Tunisia, actually, <laughs> in Tunisia, they have. That sort of, mm. you know, they have several troops subsidized by the government. This is why they're improving a lot, mm. a lot. You know, they're in a different place now. Yeah. And uh, the same applies to, I think, England. To, to, uh, they are subsidized by the by either by the government or by 
people studying drama in university in England or even English literature. I remember when I first got there, I was seeing, I was stunned by the amount of people that were in, like investing their time to study like arts, especially when it comes to acting. And I remember when I had like a Lebanese friend when he first heard you know, there was this girl we met. She said I'm studying drama. He laughed like to me in private and ah, like I But then start seeing more and more in these people and it's very well respected among Europeans when you're doing drama when you're going to theater, especially in British culture of course especially in British culture even when you go it's like a religion mm-hmm. for them and when I go to Russia or when I went to England or even in, in other places in Europe it's, it's different it's, yeah. it's a religion yeah. by itself yeah. doing theater actually you don't see people most of the kids that you see in the streets in Moscow they're, they're either holding a violin or a guitar or or, do, or doing ballet, doing mm. dance, mm. Uh, doing drama. So it's something, it's within your yeah. nature. Within your DNA. Actually, we asked them once, it's really interesting. We asked them, even during the war, theater and the arts were always subsidized by the government. Mm. Why? It's Why? It's healing for them, isn't it? Like they told me that because it's very tough. <laughs> Living uh, there is very tough mm-hmm. because of the weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm the problems that you have all over the world with the economy, etc. And mainly weather and it's it's work, etc. The only thing that will keep them dreaming and being emotionally involved, mm. being creative, mm. theater, film, music, drama, etc. Dance. Going back to and I hate to take us back on the subject because we were <laughs> no on the contrary. We were going through a tangent, but going back to the economic problems in general. Yeah. Obviously, now in Lebanon, we're living in a very, very unprecedented time. La bro, lira Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, everything is. But we're. It's it's a very confusing time. Poverty is. I think we were talking off camera going to go up to seventy five percent. You were talking about subsidizing funding. It would be great, obviously, if we can have more of that in the arts, but going to education, what's, what's going to happen moving forward? Because I'm hearing universities are closing, schools are closing. I know I'm not going to ask you for a solution because that, I would be the biggest asshole in the world if I just said, give me a solution right now. Hello. Hello. What, what do you think should happen, will happen going forward? What can we, what can we do, us as people? How can we help? And how was it like as well this year in particular for you as a professor? Because you had the Thawra in the beginning and then you had right after the Thawra started coming down a bit, you had the coronavirus outbreak. So there's a lot of pauses and intermissions. So how was that like as well? We went into online teaching yeah. like all the other schools in the world mm-hmm. on Lebanon. Yeah. Uh, but we started early. Yeah. Yeah, we were among the schools that started immediately with online teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's different. Uh, in our case, we had to do our uh, IB theater official exams. Yeah. We had to do everything, all the projects online. Yeah, no, it was a, a new experience, a very difficult one. But we learned a lot from it. Even the students, they learned a lot from it. Is it the same? It is, I don't think it will ever be, be the same. Mm-hmm. Or no way, the, the, that, that direct contact with the students is very important mm-hmm. on all the levels, mm-hmm. the emotional, the personal, etc. I don't have a solution, tell you honestly. I, I, I can't see except one solution. For, I, need, I think we need to get together, all of us, in order to be able to help our country to help other people. This is very important. And uh, I think we're back to reality. That's it. We were living probably in a dream because as I understood, and I might be, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if someone studied economy, that they can actually No, no, we're, help. we're not. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you actually. But they told me that, um, one of my friends told me that in France, once they were studying, uh, they had a course in economy and Anyways, but they gave, unfortunately, they gave Lebanon as, as the bad example for um, um, the issue of actually uh, making the dollar for 1,500 to fix, to have that fixed exchange rate, yeah. because this is not good for the economy. Mm-hmm. I wish that person told me a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that before. Yeah. I'm not sure if this is true or not. I don't, I, I, 
don't uh, really I don't know anything about economics in general. But this is the right time for us to to get together and to help each other. I think. Hella yeah. funds. I don't see that happening anymore. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's going to happen. Of course, we're afraid. We're all afraid in the educational sector and, and all sectors. Mm. Uh, the effect, we don't know what's going to be because parents are suffering, schools are suffering, universities are suffering, all the sectors are suffering. So we don't, I don't, I don't know. Really, if anyone tells you that they know, mm. What's going to happen later on? I wish they could tell us. Yeah, that because we don't. Back to what we spoke about earlier in terms of like how has student like student behavior changed over the years? And you're talking about students relying more on their phones because of social media and not having that face-to-face relationship. And now with that, if lecture, if classes and lectures are going to be even more digitalized and online and online teaching, that's also going to decrease the relationship even more. And as you said, the most important thing is that student to teacher relationship and you're not going to have student to student, student and to teacher student. to teacher yeah. this is very important yeah. the human relation is the most important thing you guys yeah. saw wally right yeah wally the, the animation the robot yeah it's an amazing movie. where they fly everyone's sitting on a chair and yeah. around like yeah. that you know but we're, you know we're fighting our fight yeah. here, actually yeah. Yeah. We, need, we, need, we need we need to be mm. to keep believing you know mm. What hurts a lot is that when you see most of your students traveling, leaving the country, mm. many of your friends, they gave up and left. I think that we need to differentiate between Lebanon and those who are governing Lebanon. Yeah, we need sure. to keep our love to Lebanon. It's a beautiful country and the people are great. But the issue is we are easily manipulated, this is the problem, That's unfortunately. Right. Yeah. And we are man- manipulated by a minority. That's right. mm-hmm. This is the problem. Mm-hmm. So we need to probably, I think that education is very important at this stage, to of educate course, yeah. people, mm-hmm. to, ed- to love their country, to, to work, to have normal expectations. Yeah, I don't know. Many people who have spoken really highly of you, your former students in IC, and even other schools in general, all over the world, but even specifically in Lebanon, right now are unemployed, very confused, not sure where to turn their attention to, not sure how to create the career that they want to. Um, Obviously, this formed as a result of going through those feelings for all of us. Um, So we felt it, we decided to try and be proactive, explore something new. What would you say to your former students and students in general who that just are, graduated that are in this situation? Right? In this situation, going through a very confusing time with Corona and Lebanon and even the general global, the global economy. Yeah. So, what do you think they should be doing right now, or try? They to need to be the most expensive thing. Ex- what do you mean by that? I will explain it in that way. Okay. Don't let your apartment, your car, your clothes, your belongings be the most expensive thing or you wake up one day mm. seeing yourself cheaper than everything you own. Than the materials. Mm. Yeah. You should be the most expensive mm. and everything else will come. Yeah. This is very important. Because sometimes when you graduate, you want to, you know, uh, be the manager immediately, Short or you world, want to yeah. exactly make the money, road, make money, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are the most expensive. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself mm. and take baby steps. Mm-hmm. But surely, it will happen. It's a phase. It happened before yeah. in the mm-hmm. world. True. True. It's a phase. We don't. We we shouldn't give up. No yeah. matter what, we shouldn't give up. Stay patient. Stay exactly patience. Yeah. Baby steps. Slow and steady wins the race. It will pass. We yeah. are. This generation is very creative. Yes. Mm. You are very creative. Mm. You have. You more. You are more, are more creative than we are, and you know about all the tools more than we do. Mm. So, you shouldn't be afraid. Take the right. You know. Take your time. Study the market. Study everything around you. Even if. Maybe people should come back, you know, to, to planting, to investing in, yeah. in the land, investing yeah. in mm. other things that we actually forgot about. Mm. Especially in Lebanon, I realized mm. last time that 
we barely manufacture anything here. Mm. We barely manufacture anything. Of course, we have good companies, but we import so many things. Yeah. This is why everything is so Ex expensive. That's one of the main reasons behind the behind the economic the collapse. Crash, now. Yeah. Yeah, the trade so may every maybe we should start investing in that making sector, stuff. making stuff. And we have the facilities too. We have the facilities to create. Well, we need to make them. Sure. Like, but yeah. like we, we could, there is potential. That's the thing. There is potential. There is potential. Sure. Lebanon has mass. I mean, potential. So potential is one thing we have. Yeah. Of course. That, that's what saddens me the most the about the position of our country, the, yeah. the geography of our country, the human capital. Yeah. Human capital is the most important thing. Even the work about. ethic. The work ethic. Lebanese people work. Like yeah, Lebanese yeah. people under the proper circumstances. And the problem is when, 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 when the mid this is the main problem. You know, you have the middle class. Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist anymore. And this is the problem because mm. this is the class that usually makes revolutions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. the class that changes things. Mm -hmm. And if they're trying to remove it completely because they want to create dictatorship and population, that's it. Mm -hmm. So I think we should be aware of that and we should work as hard as possible to create our own initiatives. Yeah. And I don't think that uh, we are lacking creativity yeah. and uh, motivation to do that. On a final note, like as you said, you have to take the initiative. And just from my personal experiences, being uh, in theater class in high school, I think the most important thing theater taught me was to step outside of my comfort zone, going outside and stepping outside of your comfort zone. And then that in itself taught me to be more of a risk taker. And if you want to take initiative, you must be a risk taker and you must be willing to step outside of your comfort zone. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. I can't agree with you more when it comes to that. Exactly. Thank you very much. You, you are uh, a force Thank of you. positivity mm -hmm. at a, in a very unprecedented, negative, such a pleasure, weird such a pleasure. time. So it was really very good talking to you. Nice it's catching up. Nice catching up. I'm, I'm really honored and humbled by that. And uh, my love, my endless love, to all the people who I learned from, my students all over the world, wherever they are. They are my teachers. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah, Shirazi, thank you very much. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you.